0: everyone, I'm Debbie Roberts, owner and financial advisor at Property Apprentice. Join us today for the week in review where I'll talk about current events for the everyday investor and home buyer. Our topics for this week first up, from landlords.co.nz on the 31st of January, one change could help renters' cost of living crisis. Second topic from interest.co.nz on the 1st of February, Credit Bureau Centric says loan arrears rates are rising but remain behind historic levels. Third topic this week in review, we've got a press release from the Insurance Council on the 31st of January, insurers offer advice to renters and landlords. Fourth up, from One News on the 1st of February, house prices are continuing to fall across New Zealand at a rate not seen since the global financial crisis. And fifth topic for this week in review, we've got from the Mortgage Mag on the 1st of February, some interest rate relief forecast. So, first up this week from landlords.co.nz on the 31st of January, one change could help renters' cost of living crisis. The state of the rental market for this year will depend if immigrants, international students, and short term workers will arrive in big numbers. Investors Federation Vice President Peter Lewis said it's not a guarantee that rents will go up if students and workers return because rents are set according to market conditions and amenities of the property. Even a $20 rent increase every week can make the difference between a property renting quickly or staying vacant for a long time. Lewis thinks that the government's removal of mortgage interest deductions could make the biggest difference for landlords and tenants. The Federation President, Sue Harrison, said that the new Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins, can make this change. According to her, borrowing money to then derive income allows for a tax deduction for the cost of borrowing that money because essentially property investing is running a business. On this basis, investors should be able to continue to offset the cost against rental income. During the March 2021 policy, the Inland Revenue warned the Government that the proposed legislation could increase rents for tenants and increase opportunities for tax avoidance. Harrison added that rising interest rates for mortgaged investors could see more rental properties get sold if owners couldn't afford the additional costs, and this will cause a drop in the number of rentals available, which effectively would cause increased demand with limited supply, thereby increasing market rent. The other issue that mortgaged investors are facing is that along with the interest rates rising, which is increasing their costs, they're also losing some deductibility on the interest For properties that were purchased prior to the 27th of March 2021. So this is putting extra pressure on existing landlords which will therefore be passed on to the tenants whenever possible. Ultimately it'll be the tenants that are already struggling with the rising cost of living who are going to bear the brunt. Another issue for landlords according to Lewis is the lack of suitable applicants. Credit checks will reveal areas where people have gotten into trouble, such as unpaid bills and late payments. Those who face more financial pressure might find it more difficult to get accepted as tenants. Combined with the difficulty landlords have in being able to remove tenants with the removal of the 90-day no-caused end of tenancy, some landlords are more risk-averse. So Lewis notes that new players are also facing hurdles entering the market because they need to deal with strict bank restrictions and tough market conditions. Second topic for this week in review from Interest.co.nz on the 1st of February, credit bureau Centrics says that loan arrears rates are rising but remain behind historic levels. Data from Centrix shows that although the number of Kiwis behind debt repayments might be increasing, it's still behind historic levels. The latest credit indicator report from the organisation revealed that among active credit population, late debt repayments have risen by 11.3%. This is around 410,000 people in December. Year on year, this is also a 10% increase as the cost of living pressures bite. In terms of regional distribution, Gisborne has got the highest rate of overall arrears at 14.7%. Northland has the highest proportion of mortgage owners not meeting payment deadlines at 2.4%. Centrix noticed a rise in car loan arrears, which is a sign that financial strain is increasing, as these are usually one of the last credit repayments people let slip because obviously it's a lot faster to get a car repossessed than it is to repossess a house. There is an increase in vehicle arrears in December by 5.3%. This has been the largest jump since June 2020. In terms of home loan missed repayments, there's been a rise of 1.17% in December, and this is the largest increase since April 2021. There are 17,200 mortgage accounts that are past due at the moment. If you'd like to learn more about investing in property, join me at one of our free events, How to Succeed with Property Investing in 2023. And we have those available either live online or in person in our office in Allersley in Auckland. Check out propertyapprentice.co.nz for upcoming dates and register today. We don't sell property, so it's all about increasing your knowledge to reduce your risk. If you'd like to find out more about how we can help you to reach your financial goals, You can also book a no-obligation phone call or meeting with my husband, Paul Roberts, via the website also. That's propertyapprentice.co.nz. Third topic for this week in review, a press release from the Insurance Council on the 31st of January, Insurers Offer Advice to Renters and Landlords. Many people are facing their homes being temporarily uninhabitable due to recent floods, and some are in need of drying out and repair. Insurance Council of New Zealand Takahui Inihua or Aotearoa ICNZ Chief Executive Tim Grafton said the priority needs to be people having a safe and dry place to stay. He urges those with household contents insurance and who've been affected by the flood to contact their insurers or or insurance advisors to claim a temporary accommodation benefit. Likewise, many property owners will have taken out landlord insurance, which includes loss of rent cover, as an option. Council inspections, which take precedence over any other factor, may result in a property being declared uninhabitable, Insurers have also got guidelines which determine if a property is still safe after the event and during any repairs. Once the danger of further flooding and damage has passed, a priority for owners of flood-affected homes is to dry out the home and reduce the mould. After insurers are informed, carpets, furnishings and beds should be removed and dehumidifiers, air conditioners, fans and ventilation systems need to be turned on. Wearing appropriate protective equipment is essential. Photos and other records of items removed should also be kept and taken as soon as possible. If there's any suspicion that wall linings or floor coverings contain asbestos, property owners should not attempt to remove them. Instead, they should arrange with insurers to have it checked and for its professional removal to be carried out. According to Grafton, while temporary accommodation benefits are available for insured tenants and owner-occupiers, there's very high demand for claims to be processed. He added that it's in the best interest of tenants, owner-occupiers and insurers to prioritise drying out homes and getting them back to normal in the soonest possible time frame. Insurers will assess a home on a case-by-case basis. To decide what counts as uninhabitable, they usually ask questions such as, Can the people sleep in the home? Is there water and electricity? Is the home safe and structurally stable? Has a government or local authority issued instructions for you to vacate the home? In other words, have they issued a red or a yellow placard or sticker? Can the kitchen and bathroom be used? Insurance flood and storm recovery advice is first up contact your insurer as soon as you can. The backlogs for insurance claims at this moment is horrific so the sooner you get in the queue the sooner you'll be able to get help. Follow the instructions of civil defence and emergency services providers. Thirdly don't do anything that puts your safety at risk or causes more damage to your property. Fourth Take photos of damaged property to help speed up the assessment and process claims. Number five, don't drive your vehicle if it's suffered water damage. Number six, if water has entered your property, do not turn on your electricity until it's been inspected by an electrician. And last but not least in this list of seven, get essential services such as water, gas and electricity repaired and keep copies of all of your invoices. Fourth topic for this week in review from One News, on the 1st of February, house prices are continuing to fall across New Zealand at a rate not seen since the global financial crisis. CoreLogic's latest house price index showed that a 0.3% drop in house prices occurred in January. This is the 10th consecutive month of decline in house prices. CoreLogic New Zealand's chief property economist Calvin Davidson said that the continuous fall in house prices isn't a surprise given the economic outlook for the year. The spring optimism in the housing market has been offset by the Reserve Bank's warning of a looming recession this year. Davidson believes that buyers with a comfortable borrowing position still hold the power when it comes to price and this has driven values down in January. The largest fall in prices across the year was in Wellington with an 18.1% fall. The average value of a house in Wellington was $928,349. In Auckland, the average house price was still over $1 million, but it has seen price falls over the last year, down 8.2% in January. In Christchurch, prices have remained relatively steady in 2022. It was only down 1% to $743,659. Davidson notes that the decline in prices has slowed in recent months, but a fall of as much as twenty percent is not out of the question with a floor on nationwide price drops not expected till later this year and this is one of those moments in time where we wish we had a crystal ball that actually works, you know so the property market can turn very quickly, and I think in my opinion is that this market that we're in right now, has got some significant windows of opportunity for purchases. So if you're in the market to buy property, as long as you understand what property fits your financial position, and if you can get lending to purchase, now is a really good time to get out there and negotiate for a good buy. Last topic for this week in review from the Mortgage Mag on the 1st of February, some interest rate relief forecast. BNZ economist Stephen Topless believes that the OCR will peak at 5%, which is down from an earlier forecast of 55 Other banks agree with the BNZ team that employment figures will ease pressure on interest rates. The bank economist's statements come after a labour figure from Stats New Zealand was released on Wednesday. Unemployment in the December quarter reached 3.4%, which is up from 3.3% in the preceding quarter. Employment figures have got a strong influence on interest rates. Low unemployment can boost wage increases which feed into inflation and cause the Reserve Bank to increase the OCR. Although this is still near historic lows, labour underutilisation also increased, leading the BNZ to pull back its forecast for the Reserve Bank's next OCR move to 50 basis points, as well as pull back its prediction for the OCR's final plateau. ASB senior economist Mark Smith agreed with Topless, saying that while labour stats were well above the maximum sustainable levels, unemployment was higher than what he and the Reserve Bank expected. Smith expected the OCR to peak at 5.25%, while a fall in the OCR could happen in the middle of 2024. Westpac acting chief economist Michael Gordon stated that the labour market has reached a turning point three months earlier than what the Reserve Bank assumed. Westpac forecasts a 50 basis point increase in the OCR for February and another 50 basis point hike in April. Kiwi Bank economists argued that the labour market was strong for now, but it would not last and unemployment was heading for 5% next year. They didn't see the need for the Reserve Bank to open the year with an aggressive 75% basis point rise. The labour market adds to the growing list of indicators which signal that an end to monetary tightening is near. Similar to Westpac and BNZ, Kiwi Bank also expects the OCR to lift by just 50 basis points instead of 75%, although they believe that only a 25% basis point move is actually needed. At Property Apprentice, we've upgraded our free events to cater to the changing needs of first-home buyers and investors all over New Zealand. Join me for one of our upcoming How to Succeed with Property Investing in 2023 events. they are live training sessions held either online or in our Auckland office, and there's plenty of opportunities to ask me questions. I'll answer as many of them as I can. You can register on our website, which is propertyapprentice.co.nz and check out the details there. If you'd like to have a no obligation with my husband, Paul, to see how we could help you, you can also book a meeting or phone call with him via our website. That's propertyapprentice.co.nz. Thanks for listening.